A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In today's reflection, Father explains St. Paul's teaching in his letter to the Colossians, how all things were created through him and for him, ties the purpose of our entire existence to Jesus. Extremely powerful gospel that we have today, in conjunction with the first reading, so I'm not going to talk about it. I'm actually going to talk about why we have those readings and why Jesus says we must love as we love and be as we must be in response to God and our neighbor. And it comes from a single line that we heard in St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. All were created through him and all were created for him. That line should identify the entire purpose of our existence. What Paul was telling them is everything in the universe was created through Christ and for Christ. That includes us. That means our entire existence, our purpose, our meaning, our value, our worth, everything is tied and linked to the Lord Jesus. Everything we do, everything we think, everything we feel, everything we accomplish, every reason, motivation, factor in our life should all be geared towards inspired by one thing, our Lord Jesus. We were made through Him, we were made for Him. And that should change everything about how we live our life. Now I imagine every one of us at some point have worked on some venture, project, or something, and we had some expectation of how it's going to turn out. Maybe we're making a dinner for somebody, maybe we're hosting a party, maybe we're making something, doing some yard work, maybe we were writing a speech, giving a homily, well you were doing the homily stuff, that's me. Whatever it might be, if we were just trying to get dressed up to look good for somebody, go on a date, whatever it might be, and we have an expectation of how we're going to turn out, and it doesn't turn out as well as we want it to, and we're disappointed. I imagine we've all gone through that at least one time in our life, the question is why were we disappointed? Why were we frustrated about the results that we got? Maybe we were playing a game and we didn't play as well as we didn't accomplish what we wanted in the game. Maybe our team was trying to win and they didn't win. Whatever it might be, why do we get disappointed when, the expert, when we don't get the results we want in life? And the answer is simple. Because we were doing things for the wrong reason. Because we set the expectation of something that we want for ourselves, and so we're disappointed. We have no right to do things for ourselves because we're not made for ourselves. We're made for Christ. And as soon as we start to change our attitude and start to live in a different way, our whole way of being changes. How we view things changes. How we respond to things changes. 
Because Christ doesn't care how things turn out. He only cares how you put into it. There's only one question we should never be asking ourselves about anything we do. It's not, how much money can I make from this? How many people are going to show up? How many people are going to like it? How well is it going to taste? How many points can I score? There should be only one question we ever ask about anything we ever do in life. And that question is simply this. Will Christ be pleased with what I am doing? That's it. And if we start to ask that question about everything we do, then everything changes about how we approach every single thing in our life. Because if that's a motivating factor, you'll never be disappointed because Christ will never be disappointed. If you were to host a massive dinner for Jesus, say he's going to show up at your house, kind of like he showed up at some of his own apostles' houses. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be Jesus. I need to have like an awesome dinner. And I'm going to dress up really nice. And I'm going to have this really cool stuff. And the dessert's going to be awesome. And my house is going to look fantastic. I'm going to clean up the yard. And my kids are going to behave. And everything's going to be great because I want to impress the Son of God. Right? That's what we're going to be thinking, isn't it? And you show up. He shows up a little bit early. And you're in disarray. You still look like garbage. Your hair is a mess. You've got a big pimple on your face, whatever it might be, for the younger ones out there. You're into burning the chicken. The mashed potatoes are running. The green beans taste garbage, so you get them out of a can. The kids are acting up. The house is in disarray. The, the landscape was never done. You're thinking this night was a total disaster. Everything was a complete failure. You said, Jesus, I'm so sorry how it turned out. Nobody's going to say to you, what are you sorry for? It was a perfect night. Because you did it for me. Because you did it for me. And that's what he cares about. It doesn't matter how things turn out, it matters how things are put in. And when you do things for Christ, and that's a motivating factor, there's never a failed project. There's never a failed venture. Because as long as you do it for the right reason, you do it for the love of God, you've already succeeded in whatever you're doing. If you're playing on a team, and you're giving your best to the glory of God, and you lose 28 to nothing, God says, oh, I'm so proud of you. If you try and just simply make a meal and it turns out like garbage and it tastes horrible, but you did it for the honor of God, He says, I don't care what it tastes like. It's beautiful in itself. And we need to get that approach to it because everything we do is not for us. It's for Him. And He doesn't look at results. He doesn't care about our results. He cares about our heart. Are we loving Him with all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength? Is that what's driving us? If the answer to that is yes, then you should never worry about how you look when you leave the house as long as you just try to do your best and make yourself presentable. It doesn't matter if you did well on a test as long as you gave it your best and you did hard for Him. It doesn't matter if you try to do a yard sale or a flop, or if you do a taco sale and you sell only three tacos. It matters nothing of that as long as we're giving our best. And if we sin over and over again, we're trying as best as we can. God says, I don't care, just give me all you have, and that's all that matters. But we have to remember that. Because we were created for Him. And we were created through Him. And because we were created through Him, we were made in His likeness. 
commandments, that means He's given us the grace to be all that we're supposed to be. We have no purpose in life but one. That's to glorify God. And every decision we make should be for that end. Every day, at least one time a day, every single day we should ask ourselves, plain and simple, Lord Jesus, what can I do today to make you happy? Did any of us ask that question today? Have any of us asked this question ever? It should be something we're always doing because we are His. The Father created us specially for Him. We are the greatest thing in creation for Christ. We are the Father's gift to Jesus. And the question is, are we a gift or not? Do we please Him? Do we make Him happy? Do we bring joy to His heart? That's what we're made for. Our whole reason, our whole existence revolves around one thing, the Son of God. To be with Him in love. The only way to be with Him is to be like Him in love. We don't have a right to ever ask ourselves, will this make me happy? We have a responsibility to ask ourselves, will this make Jesus happy? And that should be drives us in everything. And if we're making our Lord happy, then should we not be happy too? If He's pleased with what we're doing, should not we be pleased as well? If He's satisfied with the results, should we not be satisfied also? And if Jesus doesn't like it, we shouldn't like it either. It's a simple test. Jesus, will this make you happy? And if we can't say yes, we shouldn't do it. And if we can say yes, this will be all the satisfaction we ever need. All were created through Him, all was created for Him. We need to remember who we belong to, who we're made for. And every day we should do our best to live for Him. Because we're made true. It's a beautiful way to live. It's a freeing way to live. No person who's ever lived for Christ has ever been disappointed. No person who's ever lived for Christ has Jesus been disappointed in. We do things for Him. Nobody loses. That's a wonderful way to live our life.